So what I've been living my life by, and the quote that has just like, it's at the center of my being, it's a roomy quote, and it's respond to every call that excites your spirit. And that is like, that's all you need. Just respond to every call that excites your spirit. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Badassery. I'm your host, Christine Lozada. This is a podcast meant to inspire you to be just 1% more badass today than you were yesterday by bringing you awesome, everyday badass stories from people I meet during my travels. This episode was filmed in New Orleans and I'm so excited for you to meet Candice. I actually just recently met her and there were a couple things I'm about to share with you that I learned about her very quickly. But as you hear this random list, you'll realize, wow, this girl really does. She, if something cool comes her way, she will be open to doing that thing. So let's hear it. Three minute period of time, I was just kind of asking you about your past and where you've been. And let me just list a couple of things that I learned about you. There's, well, there's Olympic lifting and your involvement mm -hmm. in that. You living in Alaska, you fly drones, mm -hmm. you did yoga. Mm -hmm. In where? India. India. Exactly. So, you know, not just next door. And you've had this life where if we were to bring you from the beginning to where you are now, it will twist and turn in a million ways. But your choice to come to New Orleans is exactly why I'm so fascinated by you, <laughs> which is opportunities have come your way. Mm -hmm. And instead of having this perfectly planned out life, you've been very open to the things that have come your way. <laughs> so that might be my version of Candace, but let's give her a chance to introduce herself. I'm Candace. I have been a traveler for, since I was eight years old, I've been nomadic. Um, and for the last 15 years, I've been a tour guide and a wilderness guide and wilderness therapist. I've worked in the medical industry, the fitness and wellness industry, tourism and travel. Um, my mom would call me her little fart in the wind. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, when it comes down to like mindfulness and storytelling and just like wanting to create like a very inspired life that feels real to me and is engaging to me yeah and that's what I've tried to do with everything mm. in my life um, that's really powerful because it's not just meaningful and it's not just inspiring but it's specifically for you mm -hmm. and one of the things that I thought was really fascinating about you in the first night I met you is I have I have the superpower to be able to read people very quickly mm -hmm. And one of the things about that, it doesn't mean I know everything about you or like, oh, I know, I know what's going on. It just means it's easier for me than other people to understand where a person is in, in their journey in life, in their happiness or not so happiness, if they might have something going on behind the scenes, if they are completely bullshitting me in the moment <laughs> or whatever it might be. I can read a person really well. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that fascinated me about you is your ability to actually it's not an ability your knowledge of yourself and it goes back to what you said mindfulness mm -hmm. and you know yourself very well and so you sit with yourself very confidently mm -hmm. and very well and it it to me is a really amazing energy to be around because too often you know at least for me i'm often around people who are like oh i don't know what to do what do you want to do and i'm like whatever you want, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want all the time. And it's something that 
is not easy for lots of people to be mindful of themselves and to fulfill their own happiness and live a life that inspires them. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the question I want to ask you is, what were, what were some of the moments in your life that got you to that place to know yourself very well and to be able to have the confidence you have today? Ooh, how do, deep do we want to go? That's the question. <laughs> um, I think it all started with yoga, to be totally honest. Mm. Um, I got started with yoga and meditation at the age of 12. That's really um, young for yoga and meditation. Super young, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I had kind of a rocky childhood, and so it, it was just on our TV at a certain time every day. And so I just started doing it after school, and eventually like that grew into um, being like a major aspect of my life was yoga and meditation. And I had some really profound experiences in that at a very young age. And even going into college, I remember very intense um, meditations where I'd come out and be like, whoa, did I just heal some like deep-seated trauma in my body? And it was like very, very, um, I just felt a lot lighter and everything with those experiences. Um, I noticed too, every time I didn't sit with myself, I would end up, I would end up in these situations where I'm either dating the wrong person or I'm doing a job that I don't like or whatever, because mm. you kind of just get wrapped up and you like end up snowballing into something that you didn't want to mm. be doing or you find yourself tangled in this situation where you're like, how the hell did I get here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if the couple times it happened, I was like, oh, I never want to do this again. I don't want anybody else to have control or to suffocate me shining mm-hmm. my brightest. Yeah. Um, how do you catch yourself? In those moments because it's hard when you're in it yeah like how are you how are you able to catch yourself Ooh, sometimes I don't that's the thing mm-hmm. and I have to be really gracious with myself when that mm-hmm. happens because it's so easy to fall down the rabbit hole of oh why didn't I catch that I'm not good enough what ha-? you know the whole thing um, but I notice it first in my body like mm-hmm. I have a harder time taking deep breaths oh interesting. I notice that my meditations are like really strained and I can't just be in a moment um, I notice myself not smiling as much. Oh wow! Yeah. That's a huge one for me. That I I notice that I smile a lot all the time randomly if mm-hmm. I'm in my zone, and if I'm not, very rarely. Oh wow! Um, but I feel that like tightness, and as soon as I feel that like tightness feeling, nope, that's it. Yeah, like, that's a that's an interesting awareness. I think one of the ways I've simplified it for myself, because I. I don't want to say I used to be, because I definitely still am somebody who overthinks things a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm in my brain a lot. And a lot. one thing I encourage both not only myself, but others to do is like, really listen to your heart. It's, it's not that hard. It's often telling you and your gut is telling you, mm-hmm. like, is this good or is this not good? Do I want to do this or do I not want to do this? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, especially in very complex situations or very difficult life jumps, we have a hard time making them because we get in our heads. Mm -hmm. And it's simply, why don't you ask yourself the ultimate question, whatever it is you're trying to figure out, um, whatever big life jump you're making or whatever it may be, sleep on it a night. And when you wake up in the morning, ask yourself, what would make you so happy if you were to decide to blah? Mm -hmm. And if you can do it that way, and not think through, oh, rationally, I should do this, and it makes sense because blah, or but financially, all of that's in your head. And if you start with your heart and your gut first, 
so many difficult decisions in life become very, very easy to make, mm -hmm. including what kind of burrito are you going to eat in the morning? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I housed the biggest burrito this morning. <laughs> That's all I've eaten today. <laughs> oh, yeah, good thing you did then. <laughs> oh, it makes me so happy. I think the big thing, though, with that train of thought is that you have to give yourself the quiet and the space to mm -hmm. hear and listen to your heart. And if yep. you're not giving yourself those moments of introspection, and so peppering it in and like making it part of your life, mm -hmm. I think is really, really key. Um, yeah. You know, I started a mindfulness activity that I think is so simple because these days my life is a cluster. I have way too much going on mm -hmm. and I'm desperately trying to hire people and I just, my hair is literally on fire. And one of the things I do every day is when I'm brushing my teeth, and because I use an electric toothbrush, it's exactly two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I will do nothing except brush my teeth and for those two minutes, I will reflect back on my day and I will just ask myself, what are the parts of the day that were so awesome? And what were the parts of the day that totally sucked? And I reflect in that very easy way mm -hmm. so that I can be more mindful about the things I loved. And especially now, because like I'm trying so many new things as a creator. I'm getting into so many new businesses mm -hmm. that are totally different for me. I am so out of my element every single day. <laughs> and by asking myself that simple question, I can try, not always, try to do more of the good stuff and less of the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And it helps you to make decisions every day because interesting, cool, or crazy, or financially awesome, but otherwise creatively terrible, things and opportunities come my way all the time. Right. And it's easier for me to say yes or no to things mm -hmm. when I spend that time being mindful and kind of reconnecting with myself. Ooh, I like it. Let's talk about your end and beginning. So you're closing a chapter of your life mm -hmm. and yeah. you're starting a new one. What will your new life look like? Ooh, my new life. I'm so excited for it because it's really like just in the last couple weeks, it's come together so much so quickly. Yeah. Um, Wait, I have a good idea. Okay. Take us through a day in the life. Like a day when, in the life. When I wake up, I will be at blank and then like, you know, what are you going to eat? Mm. Are you going to eat a breakfast burrito? Like, what will your day look like? Ooh, yes. Okay. Fast forward. So, fast forward. I'm in the van. I'm in a beautiful spot. Mm -hmm. I'm on some Bureau of Land Management land, mm -hmm. some free camping out in the wilderness. And I wake up and open up my doors, and it's super nice and that crisp oh, air, you know? Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. um, and make coffee. And I just sit for like a little bit looking out at this beautiful landscape with my little cup of coffee. And I just have like an easy morning, like an easy morning of like, maybe I go wander around or I read a little bit and it's just a solid hour of ease, checking in with myself, journaling for a bit, maybe pull a card or two. And then I go hiking, take lots of fun drone shots. Yes. Um, do some photography mm -hmm. and I just go explore somewhere and Maybe I'll film and engage with other people. Maybe I'll meet up with a friend who's also doing something similar. Yeah. Make friends, other van life friends, meet people on the trail. I love that. Will you yeah. know where you're going the next day? Or maybe not necessarily? Not necessarily. No, I don't think so. Um, I'd like to have some things planned here and there. Mm -hmm. But that's, I'd like to be slow and um, make sure that I'm really giving myself time to check in and to be mindful about what I'm creating and how I'm moving forward and how I'm engaging with people in the world. Yeah. Um, so I think having 
destinations, but having space in between and uh, like activities and whatnot, but not cramming it all in or feeling rushed or pressured. I think it's about letting, giving myself space to be creative and to have the freedom um, to just do what I want and embrace all that comes, you know? Because why not? Yeah, exactly. That's super exciting. Actually, I'm going to ask this question in a different way. What are you most excited to close the door on in the last chapter of your life? Giving any power to other people's judgment. Mm. I'm so tired of even like thinking of what other people are going to think <laughs> of me that yeah. I'm just like so over it. And I just want to like release that and be done with trying to live to anybody else's expectations. Yeah. Um, and this is a, a constant for me. Of course. Um, every couple years it like creeps back in. You know, I've got to really be mindful of it, especially with my previous life uh, in the medical field and whatnot. It was so easy to just do what I was told. Like, you've got to go to college and then you get a house yeah. and then, you know, do the American dream thing. Mm -hmm. But it's not, like, it's all kind of crap. <laughs> you know, like, who am I living for? Because it's not me it's in this It's also quite boring. It is. It's boring and it's predictable. The life I used to live before was very predictable. Mm -hmm. I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was getting married. I bought the house. We blah, blah, blah. We were like, we we're going through the steps. Mm -hmm. And it literally just felt like going through the motions of the life that everybody was living. Mm -hmm. And it felt so, I felt so constrained. <laughs> yep. All I wanted to do was just explore things mm -hmm. and not even like something specific. I just wanted to explore things. And I just wanted to get out of that so bad. And life is so much better on the other side. It I'm is. excited for your van life. That's going to be sick. I can't so wait. So are the drone shots. Yes. I get goosebumps while I'm editing this podcast episode because as I re-listen to this part of Candace's story in which she's closing a chapter and starting a new one, I'm just so excited for her. But there's something important here and it's the way I asked her the question. And it was literally like jumping to the end and tell me what your life would look like. And without a beat, because Candace is really embracing this new next chapter of her life in a van adventuring around doing she doesn't really know exactly what yet but she can visualize what her days might look like and that's really important in making those dreams come to life she sees it and i'm really excited for her this podcast episode is about to take a left turn we are talking walrus genitalia next but before we jump into this very big topic there's something important that's about to happen and it's that Candace was going down this path of life. Yet she was in the medical field. And it was a very tried and true path that's worked for a lot of people. But it wasn't working for her. And she ended up in Alaska. And six months turns into six years. And during that time, she learned to drive very big buses and back it up. And there's walrus genitalia involved. So whew, let's dive in. Let's talk about walrus genitalia. <laughs> oh yes, walrus genitalia, my beautiful earrings. Um, so I, living in Alaska, one of the first people I met, his name Hold was- Hold on, how did you get to Alaska? Alaska, oh goodness, this is the best story. Um, so in a past life, I was working on being a physical therapist, right? Mm -hmm. So I was halfway through my doctorate program and I just realized how much I did not want to be there. It was not the path for me. It was so restricting. I was crying every day, I was just wow. miserable. Um, and so I blew up everything. I broke up with a boyfriend who we had been talking about marriage and everything, mm -hmm. and I blew up 
literally everything. Like, <laughs> I threw middle fingers to the air, to the whole school, to all of my classmates. Oh, yes. I was like, forget it, I'm out. And so I left. I, I sold that. all my belongings. Mm -hmm. I moved into my Toyota Corolla and I was road tripping around the West Coast yes. for like a couple months. Just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm having my quarter life crisis. I don't know. But PT school and this identity I built amazing. is not for me. So I think that's really important because if you would have stuck with it, it would have been like a dying a slow death versus taking the jump and that huge risk and living in your Toyota Corolla. <laughs> like even though you didn't know what you were doing, and that's how I felt like when I gave two middle fingers to the perfect life that I had on paper, which mm -hmm. in reality was not the perfect life. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing and it's, my life is upside down. I wasn't living in a car, but felt like actually something very similar felt mm -hmm. like I was in lots of places. Um, but it just felt so much better that way. Mm -hmm. I, I would never want to wake up 30, 40, 50, even more years later, unhappy doing the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. Love that. Okay, then what happened? Yeah. So I was talking with one of my best friends from undergrad who's also going to PT school in a different state. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, my boyfriend's older sister, so my, my best friend's boyfriend's older sister, uh, she lives in Alaska. Maybe she'll have a job for you. Give her a call. Because yeah. I've been a wilderness guide, too, for, uh, shoot, quite a few years. Almost a decade at that point. Um, yeah, nearly a decade. And so um, I called this lady. Within 15 minutes of being on the phone with her, she bought me a flight to Alaska. That's so cool. There was very little. Like, we talked for three hours. Not much about the job. Mm. Um, I ended up meeting them in L.A. a couple days later. Going that's on my a, first. Hold on, that's a huge risk. You don't even really know what the job is. <laughs> no. You talk to this one for three hours and you just went. Yeah. What told you? Like, what? Why did you feel like it was okay? Um, I have no clue. In my gut, I was just like, hell yeah, that's I'm going a, to Alaska. That's enough. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, that's enough. Do, do you see how this rationally does not make sense? No. It doesn't make sense. Oh, it's not because, you know, X, Y, and Z, and oh, it all makes sense. No, it just felt right. Mm -hmm. And you were like, yeah, I want to do. Why is that not a good enough reason for more people? Right. That's enough. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I want to, so I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you yeah. fast forward, you went. So and I went. Um, I end up in Alaska. Um, shoot, it was kind of a quick turnaround. Um, I think I had to be in Washington like four days after we get back to LA. Um, so I like bolted up by five and was like, all right, we're going for it. Um, packed up all, everything into like a tiny suitcase, went up to Alaska and I knew I'd be there for like six months. Didn't have a clue what I was getting into. Um, showed up there in March. So still snowy, still very dark. Um, at least very dark at that point I didn't understand the 24 hours of darkness uh, I experienced that now I know that was not dark that's a different <laughs> kind of darkness right? it is it is um so March kind of snowy pretty cold things are still frozen um and I'm living in a bus lot like a mm. greyhound bus fancy motor coaches everywhere yeah, yeah. And I'm like what the hell am I doing in a bus lot <laughs> with 20 other people from all over the U.S. yeah and I was like uh, and one day she comes in, she goes, y'all are going to learn how to drive a bus. And I shit you not. I said, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but I got my CDL. I got my commercial driver's license that winter. Are you good at it? I am good at it. I really actually, actually love driving. Actually, important. So can you back that bus up? Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
can parallel park a bus like you better than my car actually <laughs> oh wow that's amazing i like it all right mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so you learn to drive a bus learn how to drive a bus um and then for six years after that i've just been like hold on you said six months are you now saying six years so i was there for six years wow. yeah so what was supposed to be six months turned into six years wow. and i switched companies and i did other things like other i was a tour guide for the mega corporation, um, Holland America, Princess, Carnival, mm-hmm. et cetera. Then I tour directed for a year, and then I went to a small family-owned company for a couple of years, and that was incredible. Um, for the smaller company, I drove smaller buses too, which was like so nice. <laughs> like a 35-passenger bus, a dream, <laughs> so much easier. Um, but yeah, it was great. So I, what I did for the last seven-ish years or whatever, I would, work really hard all summer long, like all summer long, make as much money as I could, save a ton, and then all winter long, I would just burn it traveling. Oh, that's awesome. And I would just travel for six months, and then I'd go back and work real hard and do it I all again. That. Yeah. I love that. I love that because a lot of people like the consistent work and paycheck lifestyle, but then never get the amount of vacation time they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And we're all smart, capable human beings, especially if you're listening to this podcast. But it's like, yeah, you'll go find a way to make money again. Mm-hmm. Like the work will always be there. Yeah. But the fun, that's up to you to mm-hmm. find. The fun is up up to you to find. It's not going to find, well, I will find you depending on where you're at. Yeah. It just didn't make sense to me to like work all, work till you're 65 and then have fun. It's like, yeah. no, I'm young, capable, and I want to do yeah. it now. Exactly. You know? Life's too short to Way work. too short. And plus, who you are at 65 might not be who you are now wanting to have fun. It's mm-hmm. a long time to wait. Right. Too. Okay, where does the walrus genitalia come in? Ooh, okay. So, my first, it was like my first week in Skagway. Uh, I was rowing, because I, I rowed a little bit in college, and this guy next to me was rowing, and he also rowed in college, but for our rival school. Mm. And so we had a little row off. Turns out he is um, a fossilized mammoth tusk artist. Naturally. Naturally, of course. Dime a dozen. (laughs) They're everywhere, really. (laughs) (laughs) So he ends up inviting me up to meet his wife and everything. And turns out he works for the same company. He's been a tour guide for like 25 years at that point, I think it was. Um, Yeah, because it was how old I was at the time. I was like, you've been doing this for my lifetime. Um, but it's so cool. So in the Klondike, where the gold rush was, right, the Yukon gold rush, mm-hmm. they are constantly mining for gold, even to this day. Mm-hmm. And part of part of that, you which I I did not know that was still happening. Oh today. yeah, That's totally. Really neat. There's like discovery shows all about it, like gold rush shows and whatnot. So neat. Um, but one of the byproducts of gold mining is fossilized mammoth tusks, mm-hmm. um, fossilized walrus sticks. Um, saber-toothed tiger skulls like Mm -hmm. they find all of these things and he takes them he restores them he uses like resins and epoxies to seal them to protect them he'll do carvings that are like incredible Um, so if you're watching this on YouTube I will lay over some video of the walrus genitalia earrings that Mm -hmm. you were wearing the other night Mm -hmm. beautiful they're fossilized And it's not the whole thing, obviously, because that would that would be hanging off of your ear pretty, oh, yeah, pretty heavily. So I'll, sa- I'll show you a photo later of me standing next to, like, a mammoth tusk. Oh, they're wow. taller than me. And, like, shoot, I think that the set I was standing by, it had to have been over 300 pounds. Wow, they're that's so huge. neat. 
and check the show notes if you're listening to this because I will add it to the website landing page. So check the show notes for it. That's cool. I'm excited to see that photo. Mm -hmm. So what I've been living my life by and the quote that has just like, it's at the center of my being. It's a roomy quote and it's respond to every call that excites your spirit. And that is like, that's all you need. Just respond to every call that excites your spirit. Yes. (laughs) And you know what's really exciting? Next, after this, we're going to be going and having spirits at the bar. And that's calling my spirit. Do you see what I did there? It's exciting our spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I love that quote. Question. Mm -hmm. Are you a badass? Yeah. Why? Hell yeah. Um, I'm a badass because I'm fully myself. Mm. And I'm shining in my light, doing what I feel happy about, and creating a badass life that I'm very proud of. Yes. Yes. I love that life. Yes. Where can people find you? I'm mostly on Instagram, chasing period Candice. Love it. See it with an I, too. Canned ice. No ace. (laughs) That's an issue. (laughs) And all of her info will be in the show notes. So make sure you follow and find her. Lots of adventures to come. We have scratched the surface on your life. But I'm actually really excited for the adventures that are ahead, as well as drone shots. So so I will be following your adventure. Follow Candace, and thank you for doing this with me. Wow, right? Candace's story takes guts. In other words, she made a lot of really huge life decisions. But the way she made them was simply because it felt right. And why is that not a good enough reason for more of us? I am inspired as much as I try to, I would love to live less of my life making decisions from up here and more of my life making decisions from my heart and my gut. If it feels right, if it feels good, just do it. And I want you to get after what you want in life. So consider, Download the journal that goes along with these podcast episodes. I want you to bring what you want to life. And please share this with somebody. If it has helped you, leave us a review. It really helps us to distribute it to more people. I'm Christine Lozada. I'm your host. I'm here every week with new podcast episodes. Go forth. Be badass. We'll see you in the next one. Ciao. What kind of like one of the weirdest things that you've done in your life? The weirdest thing. So in Lewiston, Idaho, there's a company that you can hop on a hot air balloon and they send you up. And you can bungee jump out of a hot air balloon. <laughs> I'm terrified of heights, by the way. And I was like, this will be a great way to kill that fear. It did not kill that fear. It still very much exists. Yes. But it was fun. I'm also <laughs> very afraid of heights. And for those who have not been up in a hot air balloon, it's a different experience. It's a different experience because, at least for me, when I was in the basket, you don't feel like, ah, I'm standing behind this, you know, great railing with security around me. It kind of feels like there's a good chance, like, I will fall out of this basket. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel as secure as other things. And another thing is to bungee jump off of one. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What made you do it? Um, It was just there, honestly. It was like, that's a weird experience. How can I say no? And I did rope my partner at the time into doing it with me, and he was not pleased. He was not (laughs) pleased. But I was like, why not? Like, it's here. Where else are you going to be able to do this? And is this actually safe? Probably not. This is going to get shut down soon. Like, let's do it. I love that. It's part of the reason why I like to do crazy things in Mexico. 
You yeah. just would not be allowed to do that in other places, such as the United States. Yep. Actually, this is an important one. Right before you jumped, what did you tell yourself? Do you remember what you were thinking? Ooh, I had to like really focus on the countdown. I was like, you can do this, you can do this. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't want to let myself down by not just making the final jump, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I stood up there and I was like, oh, should I chicken out, you know? Like, yeah. um, and I just didn't want to let myself down because I went all the way over there and you know, I made the journey and was like, I'm doing this. So if I chickened out at the last second, I'd be so upset with myself. Yeah. Later. Oh, that's fair. Oh, that's interesting. So you focused on the on the countdown and you focused on the outcome, which is being happy with yourself for mm -hmm. doing the thing. I mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Anytime I have made a jump, quite literally, like jumping off, I love cliff jumping. It's <laughs> so fun. Anytime I've done that, because I'm also deathly afraid of heights, or any jump in life, it's like what's on the other side is going to be really fun. It's mm -hmm. going to be really fun.